1: Team GB have made the best start to an Olympic Games ever, winning three golds in the swimming pool for the first time in more than 100 years, winning their first women's team gymnastics medal since 1928 and claiming their first ever silver in the men's quadruple skulls. I'm Michael.
2: And I'm John and this is Anything But Footy, the Olympic and Paralympic podcast unashamedly biased towards Team GB. So history is once again being rewritten at Tokyo 2020, a games like no other for so many reasons. But will Britain's success continue does it matter after the joy and anguish we've already seen that has gripped us to the sofa this week
1: and coming up we'll try and answer those questions and speak to many of the athletes who've already achieved glory for themselves their sport and their country on the agenda we'll hear from gold medalist matty lee silver stars georgia taylor brown and the men's scholars and we'll catch up with bianca walkton and gymnast alice kinsella after brilliant bronzes for different reasons
2: We'll also round up some of the other headlines from Tokyo. And you can get in touch, of course, at anything but F on Twitter. Message us on Insta or Facebook. You, our website is anythingbutfooty.com or email anythingbutfooty at gmail com.
1: Well, time flies when you're having fun and here we are. It's virtually <laughs> the end of week one of the Tokyo Olympics. The Olympics, they thought, might never happen. No official medal target, of course, this year set by UK Sport for Team GB. Remember, they broke all the records in Rio, 67 medals. But rightly, and several investigations later into sports and, of course, the global pandemic of the past year, that focus has switched slightly. Medals, and more is now the mantra and also the same name as the uk sport podcast they've moved away from just success it's about providing inspiration and hopeful moments for athletes supporters and the country back home it's not easy just getting to the games let alone winning something and so far team gb are doing phenomenally well on the medal table it's five golds seven silvers and six bronzes, a total of 18 medals so far, and a fair few fourth places as well, making it the best start to the Games ever. So we'll start by hearing from one of those gold medalists, and the whole world seemed to stop to watch Tom Daley and Matty Lee dive to Olympic glory and claim the 10-metre platform gold medal, beating the world champions and the favourites, the Chinese, in the process.
3: I mean, I barely slept. Uh, I couldn't sleep at all. And the night before, I couldn't sleep, mainly because of nerves. And then last night I couldn't sleep because I was just so excited and I was almost like reliving the moment over and over and over in my head, which is something I don't regret. (laughs) Um, I don't care if I'm tired. I I don't need to do anything now. I'm an Olympic champion. So, yeah, it feels amazing.
1: It's interesting that you talk about your nerves because I know that you and Tom have worked not just on the physical side, but you've said that you've worked about the mental side and the mindfulness side of your craft as well. And i think it's been a quite a big thing at the minute
3: with with like with your mental well-being and no, no, i mean it always should be um and i think all of us have had a bit of a like a bit of a knock with that with covid um so we we both have worked really hard to try and um well it's it, your brain is, is a muscle i don't know if it is a muscle but let's say it is a muscle um and obviously you body we train our body all the time but sometimes you always forget about the head and think about when you're going into a competition a diving competition especially the olympic games your your body's ready you are ready to go but your if your mind's not like you're thinking about so many different things like i was thinking about the gold medal and i was like no 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 concentrate come back like focus within and a few things that i've really worked on is like is obviously mindfulness um like taking deep breaths like focusing on my breath like focusing on the present instead of thinking about the future or what just happened like you've got to really stay present especially in a sport called called diving diving um because you've got six attempts to basically nail all your dives and if you don't nail them all you're gonna get beaten um so that's one thing that must like massively helped me yesterday because tom's very experienced this is my first olympics i didn't know what to expect and when the chinese dropped their i don't know what round dive it was i knew they dropped it and i was like okay this is our This is our time. Like We're going to do this. Um, And from then, all I I was thinking about was the gold medal. But I was like, no, 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 don't think about that. Think about what you've got to do right now. Each dive one by one. And that's something I've worked a lot on with my psychologist and my coach, Jane Figueredo.
1: And is there an added pressure? Because people have been anointing Tom Daly as an Olympic champion since he first emerged pre-Beijing 2008. And suddenly now you're the man stood next to him who's got to try and help deliver that, not just for him, but for you as well.
3: Yeah, there was, there was an, like, an immense amount of pressure. Um, and I can't lie, I felt every bit of it. Um, and yeah, it's funny because people yeah, people just automatically thought Tom was an Olympic champion, but that's the only one he hasn't got until, until yesterday. Um, and yeah, this is my first Olympics. Um, and knowing that almost yeah it's, it's very it's very nerve-wracking competing but the weird thing is with tom i just i let i know he's gonna be great he's a he's a world champion he's he's so experienced that so i know i just need to focus on myself because in synchro you've got two people doing the same thing and sometimes you might think about each other too much you just gotta stay focused and like focused on yourself and that's what i really did um and yeah like for it to actually all come together like oh, it honestly makes me so happy and it's kind of weird like it's surreal because obviously tom's been working all like I, I, same with me i've been working my whole life for this uh but knowing he's been wanting to get that gold medal for all these years and he's done it at his fourth olympics it's crazy and he's obviously got his own medals in london and in rio in the synchro this it. week because I, i go like he doesn't hate it but he hates it i went to my i've gone to my first olympics and I've, i got the, the olympic champion <laughs>
2: I mean, Michael, you're working with TalkSport at the moment. You'd have been covering that moment. But I can tell you in our kitchen, we all stopped. Nothing could have taken our focus away from watching Tom Daley and Matty Lee. And the heart was pumping. I mean, they looked really calm. And I thought that was really interesting that both of them were so chilled about it. We've seen before where Tom maybe has been under pressure in prelims or semi-finals, particularly in Rio in the, in the individual. But it seemed like, and we talked about this when we had Matty and Tom and we interviewed them and had Tom on the podcast, that they are mates and they were together and boy were they in synchro.
1: And what was interesting, I was listening in to Tom Daly's press conference at the end and we touched on it there in the interview with Matty as well. And I think this is... Really important to say, too, in light of the Simone Biles news this week, where she stepped away mid-competition, if you like, to protect her mental health. And I think that was a really important, really brave step for Simone Biles. And hopefully for some people, that might just be the little catalyst and the impetus they need to start having intelligent and constructive comments and conversations about mental health. But what Tom Daly was saying was how he and Matty worked On their mindfulness ahead of this competition they said that physically there was nothing else they could do they were both in the best possible physical shape in terms of their performance there was nothing else they could do with their dives they had left no stone unturned with practicing their dives they had all of that right so what could go wrong what could go wrong was inside the head so that is why matty and tom worked so hard on what tom described as mindfulness and clearly. Your view watching it through the television and my view watching it as well was that they had that mindfulness absolutely boxed off, didn't they? Because they did look cool. They did look calm. They did look collected. And I was a bit emotional watching them, seeing Tom win that gold medal. We've been putting it around his neck since he was 10.
2: I mean, you've been a huge fan of of Tom Daly. We know him from when he was burst onto the scene at 14 in Beijing four Olympics ago and we've been through every emotion with him, up, down, bronze in London 2012, jumping in the pool to celebrate, to Rio, where he won another bronze, but then failed individually, we've seen him on the telly, we've seen him do other things, he's got married, he's had kids, it is a story and a half, and of course, losing his father as well.
1: Yeah, it's just been a book that is yet to be written, a movie that's yet to be made, and Through all of those trials and tribulations, we have seen and met and spoken and interviewed Tom before and during and after competitions. And despite all those challenges in his life, um, he's seemingly come out the other side with the Olympic gold medal that he wanted. He's seemingly Exquisitely happy in his personal life, which obviously I think has a massive impact then on his performance life uh, with with Dustin and his his little one at home as well. He obviously struggled with the death of his father. What young man wouldn't struggle with the death of a father and a mentor as well? Um, But he has used all of those emotions and everything that's gone before. I think to come to that moment in Tokyo and. When you look at his Olympics career, for example, Beijing was experience, wasn't it? Now, London was pressure, huge pressure in London. Rio was disappointment. Disappointment in his individual, probably disappointed with a bronze medal alongside Dan Goodfellow. You bring the experience, you bring the pressure, you bring the disappointment together. You put all of that with your performance in Tokyo. That's why he's a gold medalist.
2: Talking of gold medalists... Tom Dean with two gold medals, Duncan Scott with a gold medal and a silver, James Guy and Matt Richards and Callum Jarvis in the relay with that gold medal, the swimmers on top of the divers, so the aquatics... Are having a brilliant games.
1: Absolutely, I mean, I think the seeds were sown in Rio. Adam Peaty won a gold, of course. In oh yeah, Rio. I forgot to mention Adam Peaty. Well, he he won that gold <laughs> in Rio, and then there were some silver medals and lots of fourth place finishes or ninth place finishes. People that just missed out on finals. Now, five years on, obviously you've still got Adam Peaty there winning his his individual and pos- possibly uh, relay medals still to come possibly another two for him but what we've seen with the swimming program is those fourth places are being converted up now those ninth place finishes are being converted into finals so you can see the progression of british swimming and you would imagine that having had this success and we said right at the start of the podcast three gold medals in the swimming pool you would imagine now that more funding would come into the sport and not just more funding, but more people will have seen what's happened over the past few days and been inspired to do it. 18-year-olds like Matt Richards, who I've spoken to in the past few hours in Tokyo, obviously, such a bright, intelligent, grounded young man. And there will be swimmers in swim clubs probably up and down the country at the minute wondering whether those 4 a.m. starts are worth it. And they'll be looking at Matt Richards and go, well, hang on, three years' time, if I work hard, I could be in Paris. Or, for the slightly younger generation, hang on, in seven years' time, I could be looking at Los Angeles. You know, those 11- and 12-year-olds, promising young swimmers at the minute, hopefully will be inspired by what they've seen from the likes of, you know, Matt Richards.
2: Mm. And we've got more medals, hopefully, to come in the pool. Tom Taylor goes again as well. He's an Olympic champion now, though. He will be a sir. I'm pretty confident that will happen. Not just for what he's done in the diving and in the Olympic world, but as a spokesman and as a a leader of men, I think he should well be up there for everything that he brings um, to the world. Now, if your name's Tom, you currently stand a good chance of winning a gold medal daily, Tom Dean with two, Tom Pidcock all celebrating on top of the podium positions. So a great start for Team GB, as we say. The cycling with Pidcock in the mountain bike. And we talked to Stephen Park a few months ago about the fact British cycling wanted to win medals in other disciplines, not just the track cycling. Um, That's still to come, but they did it with the mountain bike. You've
1: been telling me for ages. You've been telling me for ages that Tom Pidcock was going to win a medal. You have been saying... and. I remember the first time you said it, and I was a bit like, I'm not overly aware of this guy, but you had obviously done your research, done your homework, you'd seen him in action, and you said this guy can do it on the track, he can do it on the road. In whatever discipline he goes in, he will win medals. And, you know, he's still an excellent road cyclist. He chose, obviously, mountain bike this time around. Had a really serious injury a couple of months back Mm -hmm. as well. We, We thought maybe he wouldn't get there. And you absolutely nailed it six months out from the Games with all the uncertainties when you told me that Tom Pidcock would win win a medal and he has gold in the mountain bike.
2: Yeah, and he's about to go and race with Ineos now, as you say. And I think better people than me, Chris Boardman, uh, saying that he could go and win the Tour de France. So this is our review for Team GB so far. Who's having a good Games, who could maybe do a little bit better, which brings us on to rowing. Yeah, you can always be relied upon mm. to be successful
1: yeah I, I know and, and this has probably been the rowing near miss games hasn't it um, And I go back to what we just said about swimming actually it, it is a near miss games in terms of medal return but it's possibly a very important regatta for them in terms of what comes next there's been five fourth placed finishes and a silver medal and as we speak it's not over you could get a medal for Vicky Thornley you could get another crew maybe one of the eights or something might or the eights might sort something out and then suddenly it looks slightly better than it did at the moment but I wouldn't dismiss all those fourth positions one of them was by one one hundredth of a second this morning so you know how close was that to a bronze medal for the uh, women's lightweight double skulls of Emily Craig and Imogen Grant so I think there's many and varied reasons. We know that rowing's always been high-performing, always been a dead cert to bring medals. They lost their head Olympic coach, Jürgen Grobler a year ago.
2: Well, I wonder whether they actually took a calculated risk, Michael, and thought his contract was coming up. He was in his 70s. We know what he did with the Cracknells and the Red Graves and the Pinsons. But his contract was coming to an end. The games was delayed by an hour, by a year. And I wonder whether they took a calculated risk and thought, what we really want to focus on is Paris 2024. And Los because Angeles. After Rio and Los Angeles. Because after Rio, all the crews are not, are not recognisable. I think Mo Sabihi is the only man in the eight who won a gold in the eight who's back in the crew. We know Helen Glover is back, but she wasn't supposed to be. She just decided last year that she wanted to come back. We saw the likes of Catherine Granger retire. We saw Andrew Triggs Hodge retire. So it was a wholesale change after Rio. I wonder whether they took the risk and thought, well, we'll focus on Paris. And you're absolutely right. Those fourth place finishes for the men's four, they would have got a medal if the water hadn't been so choppy, and Ollie Cook, bless him, didn't realise he was steering the wrong way, and 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 mistakes happen in sport, and he will always live that, always have to live with that. Gareth Southgate had to live with a penalty miss for 25 years of his life before changing that, of course, managing England in the recent Euros. So, but those fourth place finishes do show that there is optimism. As a sport, and I don't think, and I know that there will be people who will say one medal, potentially, is, is a disaster for British rowing. I'm not sure these games have been a disaster. They haven't been great success. We're 10th in the medals table. We're always top. Even Ireland are ahead of us. But you can't say it's been a bad games for the rowers because other things have happened, and I think they have also thought well, we'll focus on and we need to be ready for Paris, which is why they, they, they said to, to Jürgen, thank you very much for all you've done and we'll leave you we'll let you go. Just
1: before we return to British rowing, I just want to mention the Irish who won the gold, of course, in the men's lightweight double skulls, Paul O'Donovan and Fintan McCarty. Now, Paul O'Donovan and his brother Gary won the silver in Rio and Fintan McCarty used to row with his brother and they rowed to a European level together and they are all from the same town in County Cork, Skibbereen, which has a population of less than 3,000 people. So how does a town in County Cork with a population of less than 3,000 people produce four elite rowers, two sets of brothers, who now have a gold and a silver medal uh, between them, albeit the crews have changed slightly over the five years. Tremendous achievement. And there might be another... Well, there has been um, another medal for Ireland, hasn't there a bronze in rowing as well? And there might yet be be another one for them as well. But let's return to British rowing and hear from two of the silver medalists. I've been speaking with Harry Leask and Tom Barris.
4: Yeah, still not fully sunk in that we've won a silver medal at the Olympics. Uh, I mean, it's really a dream come true. Something I never thought would happen. Still, it's absolutely amazing. Still hard to fit into words.
1: <laughs> Tom, what does it mean to you guys to be... An Olympic medalist because you look at that British rowing programme and it's built, isn't it, on medals at world championships and Olympics. So, what does it mean to you guys to have delivered that today?
4: I think I looked at it maybe slightly differently in a way. I, I look at it as like the big achievements actually getting to the Olympics. I, I think the Olympics embody something more than just one sport normally can give it. It's sort of it's just this overwhelming, fantastic togetherness and it just brings everyone together to enjoy sports and to really participate in sports. And just to get here, I think, is actually a phenomenal achievement. To come away with a medal on top is, 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 is really just the cherry on the cake in a way. It, it's hard to, as I said, put into words how amazing it sort of feels to, to come away with a medal at all here. Obviously, we knew if we did well, if we rode our race, we could come away with a really good result. Obviously, you can't affect what any other crew does or any other, any of your opposition do. So to know that we rode our best race, that means we are the silver medalists. And that, that's, just a, that's just an awesome feeling.
1: And Tom, when you talk about that togetherness, is that somehow more important, more poignant this time around because of what the planet has been through over the past year and a half?
4: I, th- I think it is. I think as athletes, we've actually been quite fortunate. In, in that regards we've been able to carry on training at the high performance training centres for lot of it whilst obviously a lot of people have been stuck at home and I, I feel really grateful to be in a position we were in to be allowed to carry on doing what we love doing when so many people weren't able to keep on doing what they're doing and I really hope we're now coming towards this turning point in the pandemic in a way where people can maybe be inspired by watching a whole load of different sports and maybe they don't take up rowing. Maybe they do take up rowing, but maybe they've seen another sport they really enjoy. Maybe they, for me anyway, I've loved, I love the Olympics because I love watching the different sports. I love watching the taekwondo. I love watching the fencing. I love watching all these sports you don't normally see. And if we can just get somebody out there to try or see a different sport, they think, oh, you know what? Let's go out there. Let's do that. I, I think we've achieved what's, what we want to achieve as, as Olympians in a way.
1: You're listening to Anything But Footy, the Olympic and Paralympic Sport Podcast, and we are reviewing week one of Tokyo 2020 in 2021. Let's turn our attention to equestrian sports. And Charlotte Dujardin has become the most decorated British woman in Olympic history after winning two more medals in Tokyo to add to her four from London and Rio. Two bronzes this time with a horse, Geo, also known as Pumpkin, in the team and the individual dressage event. I got confused about that when I heard it because they were talking about her riding Pumpkin. And on my sheet of paper, it said she was riding Geo. And I was like, <laughs> well, which is it? Geo or Pumpkin? Uh, but
2: Apparently, she used to call her previous horse Blueberry.
1: Ah, well, Allegra as well was Blueberry. Yes. Well, that would have confused me even more. I'm glad I didn't know that. The second week sees three day event and show jumping who all won medals in London and Rio and they will be back in action.
2: Yeah, good start for the equestrian. We'll see how they progress in the second week. Now, my dad came up with the best description of watching dressage, Michael. He said it was like Torval and Deal in the 80s. You just want it over with. So they don't make a mistake. Torval and Dean have the ice, which could wipe you out. Of course, with the dressage, it is the horse that could well, and the rider could well make a mistake. But I thought that was a great description. Well done. Like Torval and Dean in the 80s.
1: Well done, Mr Dad.
2: Now, in the good week, bad week stakes. Not really a positive one for badminton in the end. Despite three wins out of three for Marcus Ellis and Lauren Smith in the mixed doubles, they were knocked out in the knockout stages. The men's doubles... Never, frankly, got going at all, and that was one of the controversial selections for Tokyo after, of course, they won their first ever medal in Rio five years ago, badminton. They didn't pick the same people five years on. So it looks like the most popular racket sport in the UK will be leaving empty-handed.
1: And unusually, thanks to Andy Murray, of course, in London and in Rio, tennis also looks like there'll be no medals on the tally. Well, there won't be for tennis. Despite huge effort with Joe Salisbury in the men's doubles ending in the third round, I think we've seen the last of Sir Andy at the Olympic Games. He's attended four... He's got three medals, of course, two goals and the silver with Laura Robson in the mixed doubles that a lot of people forget about. It's been a difficult year. No Dan Evans, no Johanna Conter, both of COVID reasons, of course. Uh, no Cam Norrie either. He wanted to focus on the US Open. It was an issue for the team in the end. John, you've asked me about Tom Daly. I'm a big supporter of what Tom has done. I know you have sort of a similar support for Sir Andy Murray. Just your thoughts on on his... Legacy where he leaves Olympic tennis as far as this country is concerned.
2: I think you've summed it up brilliantly well, Michael. The fact that he was there for four games. He's won three medals. Singles champion for two uh, games in succession. Two Olympic games in succession. And a mixed in London, as you mentioned. The fact he went to Beijing to learn when he was a young kid. And the fact he was still there. Now, with everything that he's gone through, and I think what I'm frustrated about, you mentioned Cameron Norrie focusing on the US Open, you either want to compete for Britain or you don't. So I'm sorry, he should have been at these Olympic Games. I know other high-profile players have decided to pull out, but you don't get many chances to win medals and win accolades in sport, in tennis in particular. Murray's two gold medals are up there with his two Wimbledon and US Open titles. And for Murray to be there for what he's been through in the last three years, where well, he hasn't played much tennis, and he also got our hopes up with Joe Salisbury. We thought he would progress in the doubles after a third-round defeat in the end. I'm just disappointed that other British players who could have gone, obviously Dan and, and Joe can't do anything about the COVID thing, but Cameron Norrie, you either want to compete for Britain or you don't. And that is, I think, a frustration. So hopefully the legacy that Murray will leave is that people want to win that Davis Cup triumph, of course, as well. Jamie Murray came in a week before the Games because of an injury, and it showed what he wanted to give to the Games. I think that was the the disappointing thing for me. So the legacy for Murray should be that these players need to be here and try and compete for Team GB
1: yeah and I would say the same just about the golfers obviously we saw it with Justin Rose five years ago we're seeing it this time with Tommy Fleetwood and Paul Casey they're both loving the experience they're living in the village I was on a Zoom call with them both the other day and just in the background when I was speaking to one the others were getting photos with the medalists and stuff in the Team GB performance lodge they want to be part of it they want to spread the word of it they want to go back and tell the other golfers to take part and that's what I think Andy Murray did with tennis
2: I just wonder on the golf, Michael, whether they could have come up with a mixed team event instead of just doing f- f- a singles round for the men and a singles round for I, the women.
1: I agree. I, I totally agree. I wonder whether they could have been slightly more inventive. And I think the players wanted to play a stroke play competition, a 72 holes, because they felt, I think, that if it was going to get on a par, see what I did there on a path (laughs) Uh, with the the majors, then it had to be a like-for-like tournament. That said, when you go and watch Ryder Cup, Walker Cup, whatever, there is a different level of excitement in those when you are competing for your nation. So let's come up with a scenario, because there's no cut in Olympic golf. Let's come up with a scenario that on Sunday, Tommy Fleetwood is one under for the tournament. He's tied... 54th if there was a team event where maybe they were playing say the men off one set of tees and the women off another set of tees at the same time and there was a medal for gb up for grabs and that tommy fleetwood putt was important which it probably isn't as important at the moment because there's no prize money or anything there then that does bring a whole different level of excitement to that those tail enders doesn't it there's still a lot to play for so that would be my only thing i would think is is could they somehow combine with keeping the singles medals because i think the golfers want the singles medals there but somehow have a team competition as well and i've said which could run which could run concurrently
2: yeah. like we do in dressage and you qualify as an individual the gymnastics you qualify as a as a team or an individual and then you go to the individual finals or whatever and i think that's the same with golf the olympics is really keen not to add more athletes To future events but of course if you are already got a set of golfers male and female you could add another couple of medals and they could still as you say get medals for just doing what they're doing now
1: yeah absolutely i think um, with the cycling with the um, road races as well i think to again enhance the excitement of that let's have an individual and have a, a team event for for nations like great britain that are able to name maybe three riders or whatever it was or two riders in the road race other countries that can do that let's combine their results and and see which country comes up it gives it gives those riders something to think about over the last 20 or 30 kilometers when that the leading group are off the peloton's gone and you're like well what am i here for why am i doing this but if you think well i'm doing this because my performance my time might help the country get a medal Again, it makes for excitement and it doesn't increase the numbers of spectators, doesn't require a new venue.
2: I'm afraid as well, it would be interesting as a viewer because after about 30, with 30 kilometers to go in the road race, I'm sorry I switched off because it was all over in both races. People were saying, well, they might, the peloton might claw it back. I mean, the women's race, the, the peloton just sat there and let these three riders just break away. By all-
1: I didn't. I didn't understand. By it, all accounts, they didn't know she'd broken away. Um, the silver medalist I came over the, the silver, line. Yeah. and thought she'd won. They <laughs> had to be told no. <laughs> there was a rider ahead of you. She's not even attached to a professional team. That, they didn't realise. I mean, that was crazy. There has been quite a few incidents in this Olympic Games where some of the the organisation and the technology leaves a lot to be desired. I think of the false start in triathlon because there was a boat in the way, for example. It seems that the communications fell down somewhere on the women's road race here as well. But anyway, triathlon takes away.
2: Yeah, back to the good weeks that we're having. We are reviewing week one of Tokyo 2020 and 2021 on anything but footy. No golds for triathlon, but two silvers in the men's and women's events. And strong places as well for Johnny Brownlee and Jess Learmonth. You would think they are in a very strong position for the first ever mixed relay, which is coming up this week. Now, Alex Yee produced a superb display in the men's race to come second, while Georgia Taylor-Brown, the world champion, of course, overcame a puncture to add Olympic silver to her world title.
5: I'm definitely thrilled. That's probably a good way to describe it. It's a a relief as well, I guess. All the pressure around the event and the... Not the best lead up, but uh, I did what I could on the day. And I just wanted to leave everything out there. And I guess I wanted to bring a medal home for Team GB. Well, it was going well. um, And then about 2k out, I got a puncture, um, which, well, just my luck, to be honest. Um, So, yeah, decided to ride on a flat in. um, It wasn't great around the the corners because it's quite a technical course that we had. But I managed to stay upright just about. um, And then I, I was just quite angry for the start of the run to be honest and um, it had gone so well and I'd lost 22 seconds uh, when we came off the bike so I just wanted to get back in the race and I got back in the race and then I was I was happy and I just kept chipping away and I was quite happy with third at one point but it was five seconds to silver place and I thought I can do it I can do it one more lap um and yeah I got there.
1: When you heard the bang did you think that's it. Today's not going to be my day. I'm definitely not going to win a gold medal and you were in contention. I'm definitely not going to win an Olympic medal.
5: Yes, I definitely thought that was it. I thought it was over. Um, like I said, I panicked. I didn't know what to do. And I didn't know if my wheel was going to hold out either because I was riding on the rim of my wheel. So I didn't know if it was going to hold out. But um, I don't know. I, I just thought, well, try not to panic, Georgia. You've got to this point. You should be proud. I. I mean, I couldn't control it at that point, I guess. So I was just proud of what I had achieved to that point. So, um, yeah, I thought, I thought it was over, but I got I, I got back in the race. So I think, yeah, we're well, a few days now to recover, get back into a bit of training, and then we're ready for the relay on Saturday. And I think we're, we're all very, very much determined for this relay. We don't know who's got the slots yet, um, but fingers crossed I've done enough to get a slot. Um, But I I don't know what team they're going to pick, but I I trust that they'll pick the strongest team.
1: Georgia Taylor-Brown speaking to anything but footy, and I totally agree with you. I think there's got to be, whoever the team are that are selected, there's got to be a terrific chance of a gold medal in that team event. I think the French will go well. I suspected in the individuals that some of the French triathletes realised when they weren't going to get on the podium that they probably (laughs) needed to conserve their energy for the team event. That is my only fear about the British team is you've got Johnny, Jess, Alex, and Georgia, all with top 10 finishes in the individual in certainly the, well, very difficult conditions, different conditions, but difficult conditions for both. What has that taken out of them? But it's a sprint distance. Remember it's not an Olympic distance triathlon. It will be exciting and, you know, it'd be great for Johnny Brownlee, wouldn't it? To finish have a his goal Olympic medal. career yeah. with a, a gold to add to his silver and bronze Absolutely. let's continue with gymnastics and British gymnastics have started the well uh, the week pretty well they did have of course a very controversial selection they <laughs> left Becky Downey the world medalist, at home but the women's team of Amelie Morgan Jess and Jennifer get and Alice Kinsella won a bronze medal first time that's happened since Amsterdam in 1928 so nearly a hundred wow. years ago what a tremendous achievement, and Alice spoke to me afterwards.
6: We started on beam, and we had that one mistake, but we all put that behind us, and we went and smashed floor, smashed vault, and then I kind of looked up at the screen, and I was a bit like, okay, we might actually have a chance at getting a bronze medal, so I thought to myself, I need to go and do the best bar routine I could ever do, and I did do that, because I managed the PB, and jess did an amazing bar routine and am smashed her bar routine as well and then we was just waiting for the score to come in and it was just so so tense but when we found out uh, uh we just i fell to the floor crying everyone was crying it was just very very emotional <laughs> yeah so obviously we came into the team final not expecting a medal we just went in there just to enjoy it and get the experience but stepping up onto that podium knowing that we've just won a bronze medal uh Having it round your neck and having the line on your chest, it just feels so, so good.
1: I must ask you about Simone Biles. She is a global icon, a superstar of sport. What message have you got for Simone today?
6: Gymnastics. Anything can happen on a day, and you just need to know that she is human. She she might have pressure on her, but any like anything can happen. Like you have bad days, you have good days, and. You need to think of yourself first before anything else. And that's what she did. And I feel like that's just made her more like a better person in herself. And she's just such an amazing person.
2: They just crept up, Michael. I was watching it on the telly and the focus was rightly on Simone Biles. Was she coming back? Was she not coming back? She obviously stepped away. And then we didn't know what was going on and and the reasons for that. They were competing with Rock. Can we call them rock, please? I don't like the fact that Matt Baker all the way through called them Russia. And Russia have won their first ever Olympic gold women's team event. No, Russia are not competing at these games. In fact, they should not have been there with a Russia flag and anthem and all that. We know that that has been banned. But you keep calling them Russia and it's wrong. They need to be rock um, and that is how it should be. But then Britain came storming through. And to hear the commentary and the realisation that we had got this bronze medal with all the upset before, you mentioned the controversial selection, all the upset before, everything that's going on in British gymnastics, and that is a separate thing, that investigation is continuing into British gymnastics and and the allegations that have been made. But it shows the determination of not only the organisation, but those girls to go and perform at the highest possible level. They
1: got it right. I mean, we said this, didn't we, in the podcast we did just after the selection. We said, we don't know what the selection criteria was. We don't know what the policy is. We don't know the data. We haven't seen the scores. Yes, Becky was a world medalist in 2019, but we don't know really what's happened since. We haven't seen the competitions. We haven't had more big international events. British Gymnastics, on the other hand, have seen this cohort day in, day out in the gym. And they said, we are targeting a team medal. And they selected four gymnasts for a team medal. And they've won a team medal. So British Gymnastics got that selection, in my opinion, bang on. Because they went for a team medal. They've got a team medal. So, yeah. Now,
2: now they won six medals in Rio. Max won two golds. He's only in the pommel final. Joe Fraser's in a couple of the individual finals. If they can win another medal, I think they'll have had a good game. So yeah, even though they even though they they're, they're down on the Rio tally. Yeah,
1: and don't forget trampoline medal as well for Bryony Page um, in Rio, and and she goes, I think at the time of recording tomorrow. Um, so that was a very big surprise silver medal in Rio. So it'll be interesting what what Bryony can do in that. She's she's one of two. Uh, trampolines going there as well. So I think it'll be tough, though, to to hit the heights that they did in Rio. That was a quite exceptional fortnight's work. So we'll have to wait and see on that one. And talking of winning medals in Rio and following it up in Tokyo, canoe slalom, a silver for Mallory Franklin, becoming the second ever British woman uh, after um, Helen Reeves to win an Olympic medal in canoe slalom after teammate Adam Burgess finished fourth and Kimberly Woods was left in tears in her final. Mallory Franklin's C1 category, of course, is in the games for the very first time. A brilliant run down the Whitewater Rapids in Tokyo for Franklin. Well deserved that silver medal. Bit cruel. They made her sit in that gold medal position because she was fifth down the course. And then they make the three of them sit there. And then when someone gets better, they just kick one off and they have to sort of walk away. And then...
2: What? But she's used to waiting, Mallory, because they were named 18 months yeah. ago for the team. She's waited for these for this moment for a long time. I'm sure she could wait the the 20 minutes to see if she won a medal. Uh,
1: she was delighted with, with the silver, I think, and, and for British canoeing, a, a great result and And there might be another one yet, so we'll wait and see on that. Matthew coward Holly claimed his first Olympic medal, a bronze, in the trap shooting. That's like clay pigeon, basically, the trap shooting. (laughs) You go into five different positions. It's really interesting. I was watching it. It fires off, and you have to obviously then try and hit it. And what happens is you get 25 shots at the start, and then they count them up, and the person with least is eliminated. Then you do five more and the person is eliminated, five more, and eventually the six that are in the final are down to two who have a 10-shot shoot-off. And Matthew Coward-Holly was one away from the gold medal shoot-off. So it's a bronze for him, fourth medal for Great Britain in the trap for men after a bronze in 1908 and 2016 and a silver in 2000. Let's turn our attention to Rugby Sevens. After losing their funding in the pandemic, the women's team have started unbeaten in their first couple of games. The men's team finished fourth. They had a silver five years ago. They lost their talismanic captain, Tom Mitchell, through injury in the quarterfinal. And I think that was probably key in that match against Argentina.
2: The women lost to New Zealand, actually, didn't they? Their second match. They they were winning, but they actually lost to New Zealand. But if they win their next one, they're in the quarterfinals. So I think that's the minimum we'd expect. That's what we saw with the men. If the women can just push through and get a medal, that'll be an amazing achievement, as you said, losing their funding. Now, judo will be pleased to have matched Rio with a bronze medal. Chelsea Giles actually winning Britain's first medal of Tokyo 2020 on day two and started the medal rush.
7: It's hard to take it all in from winning yesterday. I think it's only just starting to sink in uh, today. Um, I'm trying to reply to all my friends and family's support messages from home. So yeah, I'm really enjoying the moment. The first two matches, um, people might might say that I had a good draw, um, which I like to take each fight as it come. I I don't like to underestimate anyone. Um, So the first two fights I was quite nervous for but after them fights uh, in the quarterfinals against the um, the now Olympic champion, um, I was really excited. Um, I realised that this is the biggest stage that I could ever fight, and I just had to go out there and and try my best. Um, and overall, I was happy with my performance. And just a small mistake cost me uh, a pass into the semi-final, but. Um, I managed to come through the charge and come out with a bronze medal. I'm trying not to think too much. Um, it just makes me a bit more nervous. Uh, I try and run over the game plan uh, in my head, um, keep talking with my coach. Um, before When I'm in the warm-up area, um, I often listen to music just to, to zone out and keep focused. Um, yeah, that's normally what I have
1: what i do chelsea giles speaking about her bronze medal the first medal of tokyo 2020 for team gb now taekwondo have won three medals again like rio no golds this time it was switched to the front end of the games for these tokyo olympics because they hoped it would capture the imagination of the supporters inside the venues i guess initially it certainly captured the imagination of the tv Mm. viewers at home with some last gas defeats mainly of course for gb Silver medals for Bradley Sindon. He had the gold virtually in his hands. So did Lauren Williams. And oh, how upsetting for Bianca and It's bronze for the three-time world champion. Bronze again. But she lost the opportunity to go into the gold medal match literally in the last second. People will remember Latalo Mohammed in Rio doing the same thing in the final. It was a complete action replay of that. The surprise, of course, was the first round defeat for Jay Jones, a two-time Olympic champion, who was aiming to create that bit of history of being... The first British woman ever to win three goals at three successive games. She hasn't done it. Neither is Helen Glover. Neither Charlotte Dujardin. Laura Kenny still to go. Anyway, back to the taekwondo. And before they headed home, because they're already back, I spoke to Bianca in what was the early hours of the morning in Tokyo.
8: Yeah, obviously, like um, everyone knows me. I set it so high, the bar. I was going for gold. It's not the colour I did want um... But again, I've come away with another Olympic medal. Um, I went out there, I gave my heart and soul, I fought everything I could. Um, We've shown how good Taekwondo is to watch, how dynamic it is, how exciting it is to watch and um, how hard it is to come back out and fight again for something that it wasn't the colour I wanted. Um, But to come out and do that again is mental and physical strength. So. And hopefully, I've inspired someone and um, done everyone proud to to say that I have gotten another Olympic medal. Yeah, it is really difficult, um, especially mentally, because I put that gold in in my sight. Um, Obviously, if you don't put that expectation on yourself, it is different. Um, It's all a great achievement because don't forget, I am triple world champion, I am world number one, I am three time European champion. Why would I not aim for gold? I would go for gold tomorrow again um that's what I do I I I want to be the best um so I'd always put it that high so anything less feels like a failure but it's not I should be proud of what I've done I I give everything I had I give my heart and soul I I fought to the end um but it just shows how good Taekwondo is how good it is to watch how quick things can change in a second and um I couldn't, I couldn't be more proud of myself to just know that I went out there like a champion, it kept my head held high and still fought for that Olympic medal.
1: How aware are you in Japan about what a hit taekwondo has been? Lutalo Mohammed is a social media sensation for his <gasps> analysis of your sport. Everyone is talking taekwondo.
8: Well, Latelo is great on TV. He's unbelievable. He, we knew he was going to be a great presenter or co-host on anything. The day we first met him, he can talk the talk and walk the walk, and um, I know he's done as a great, great, um, a great thing for taekwondo. And he, I know he would have been bigger as off well from day one. Um, so well done to Latelo as well, and um, hopefully it shows how good the sport is to watch. Um how good we are and how much we give our heart and soul. Um, combat sport is growing a lot more, especially with the UFC, especially with um, everyone watching it more and more. It's, it's been growing over the years and Taekwondo is up there and it's coming more and hopefully we've can even inspired any kids to go out there and just have a go or achieve it because the f- next champions are out there, the next generations are out there and I've hopefully I've inspired anyone to go out there and just fight. Try it, give it a go. Then um, I'm more than happy. But Latelo, keep it up, lad. You've done well and you've done ty- good Taekwondo ty- for us.
2: So Michael Paris very much on the cards for Bianca. But Jade Jones mentioned that she missed having her family in the crowd. Others, I think, have excelled without the crowd. We talked about Tom Daly and Matty Lee earlier. It's it's very tough games for for many reasons, and we've seen and talked about Simone Biles as well. Do you think that Bianca? There is a mindset that she's too focused on this gold medal, that it, it could actually be detrimental to her?
1: Possibly. I mean, you could have said the same thing about Tom Daly. And if anything, I think people have been too focused on Tom Daly being an Olympic champion and put way much more pressure on him than they ever have on Bianca Walkton. My only sort of um, view or analysis of it was obviously they all went to watch Jade and then jade lost and bianca was is her best friend a house she was in tears floods of tears and i'm just wondering whether when you're a couple of days away from your competition how psychologically that is enhancing for your performance now the flip to that bianca could have said see my best mate kicked in the head and knocked out right I'll show them. I'm going to go out and get that gold medal. Not just for me, but for my best mate as well. It could work in in that way for for Bianca. Um, But yeah, I was a bit concerned when I saw how devastated that whole team looked for Jade. And I just wondered there, and they will have, there will be support stuff. I just wondered there whether behind the scenes following the defeat to Jade, I'm glad that Bradley and Lauren, if you like... Got back on the bike pretty quick, didn't they? And got a medal because I think yeah. if it had gone more wrong for them, then suddenly we would have been looking very, very closely at taekwondo and and what had gone wrong there. The bronze medal at the Olympic Games is a terrific, terrific result. Bianca and said it, two. and she's done it before. She said it there, three-time world champion, European Championships, world record holder, whatever else that you know she's she's got in her bank. She has been a phenomenal taekwondo athlete. Now, she might come back in three years and she might do what Tom Daly has done. Or she might come back in three years and not. Or she might be in LaTalo Mohammed's situation. She might not qualify in three years. He came back, didn't he, after Rio and said, next time I'm going to do it. He didn't get there. Mohamed Cho did. Mohamed Cho got knocked out in his first contest. You, it's so unpredictable, but what Bianca Walton has got when she finally decides that She's going to kick it into touch because that's what you do as a taekwondo athlete when you retire. You <laughs> kick it into touch. She will look at the, the medals on the wall and go, I had a decent career. I had a good career. Mm-hmm. I maybe didn't get the Olympic gold, but I got two Olympic medals and I have got three world golds and everything else.
2: And she's just as much an inspiration as Simone Biles for coming out and saying, actually, I want to achieve it's it's in contrast to Simone Biles, but it doesn't mean it's wrong to say, I want to focus on this. I want to win a gold medal. It's what I want to do. I don't think we should criticise people for that either. Some some breaking news, Michael, as we record the podcast, talking about how brilliant British swimming are doing at the moment. The 4x100 metre medley relay team have broken their own European record and qualified fastest for the Olympic final. It's the mixed, of course, medley relay team. Kathleen Dawson, Adam Peaty, James Guy and Freya Anderson uh, are romping home uh, to get to the final. It shows, again, what we were saying earlier, that they are on it and they want more than those three gold medals.
1: Yeah, the swim team, I mean, we've talked about them already. Adam Peaty could come back with three. Adam Peaty could be going to the Palace. With uh, with Tom Daly and whatever Andy Murray becomes next, prince or something, probably a a Baron of Dunblane. I don't know. I don't know where where you elevate Andy Murray further than he is, to be honest. So, um, yeah. But I, there, there's going to be a few making a trek down to the palace at this rate.
2: Very much so. Very much so. Let's quickly run through then some of the other sports that we haven't mentioned we've talked about track cycling you've mentioned Laura Kenny don't put too much pressure on her
1: yeah don't put too much pressure on her again you know we haven't seen a lot of competition have we we have it's been a long time since we've seen them at a a world level things have changed slightly on the track in terms of you know you all have to declare your technology in advance now what bikes you're using which before you didn't have to do so you know Britain don't have that little possible technological um, advantage over the others so yeah, it'll be interesting what the, the Kennys do. There was points in this cycle I didn't think Jason would even be at the Games, but he's, he's there. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing Katie Archibald, um, you know, and uh, she's taking part, obviously, in a couple of events there as well. And I spoke to her at the, the Velodrome a few weeks back and got a quite emotional, um, obviously, mm. about appearing um, at the Games. Boxing for me. Uh, I think we've seen at the time of recording a couple of boxers go out. Uh, Peter McGrail has gone out, I know that, and uh, one of the clocks has gone out as well, the heavyweight. Yeah, Chef uh, Clark, Clark and
2: also Charlie Davidson and has gone out as well. So eight but, eight but eight out of the 11. Eight are
1: left. Uh, we've already got one guaranteed medal um who's in in the semi-final as well. So, you know, I think the boxers and Rob McCracken's team will come back with a fair few. Um, fair few medals there could be four or five medals there and again that will just increase the program we sent 11 this time so you know a full compliment and then of course we look forward to the athletics the track and field and so many people this week have said to me the highlight of the games them oh, it doesn't really get going for me until the track and field starts I sort of disagree with that I like the track and field
2: it's a bit detrimental to all the other sports I love medals. I love we week won. one
1: I love we I love yeah. I've loved the taekwondo I've loved the judo the rowing, I've loved it all. And actually, for me, when the track and field gets going, some of the other stuff gets forgotten about, um, especially with the TV coverage in, in the UK. I know we have some listeners in America now having been recommended by the New York <laughs> Times as one of the six podcasts to listen to during the Olympics. And thank you very much for the recommendation. But in the UK, Absolutely. with the, the the way the TV coverage is, we can only see, on the BBC at least two things live at any one point so one on the main channel one on the red button so for me in that second week we're going to see a lot of track and field and we're maybe not going to see how the hockey team has progressed what's happening in show jumping in three day eventing are we going to see the sailing you know there's going to be a definite medal in in sailing for windsurfing Um, final time windsurfing in its current form will ever be in the games it's being replaced um, for Tahiti 2024 (laughs) I know that's yeah, it is. It's Tahiti, isn't it? No, that's surfing. Uh, surfing is in Tahiti, not the sailing. Um, I'm getting I'm getting myself confused. <laughs> you're getting dreamed. Yeah. You're, you're dreaming. I've been, you're, frankly, it's, I've been up. it's two o'clock in the afternoon when we're recording. You need to sleep I've, because you've been up I'm, I'm all night. I'm keeping Tokyo time at the minute. So, But I think there'll be four or five sailing medals as well. So I, I think between boxing and, and sailing, we're potentially looking at 10 medals there. Um, you're going to get... Half a dozen athletics medals, you would hope, with some some mixed relays and things in there as well. So, you know, the, the second week, I'm looking forward to it, but I hope that track and field doesn't just dominate it.
2: Yeah, we will see. Um, hockey, men's quarterfinals, they're definitely there. The women is a bit, ooh, we're not quite sure. And women's football quarterfinal as well coming up. I would expect a silver medal at least for Team GB now. We're playing so well. Um, in in football. How do you think, to wrap up, because it's a bit of a bumper edition, we need to wrap up, how do you think Tokyo is is handling it? I noticed today, the the latest COVID figures have come up, and we haven't really spoken about it, since we probably did the last pod, Um, 200 people affected from the village, three athletes, from Australia isolating today. Sam Kendricks, the pole vault um, champion, won't even be going for the USA uh, because he's tested positive. I think 10,000 cases, the highest in Japan, has been announced today with over 3,500 in Tokyo. It doesn't feel like it's had much focus during the first week of the games and the IOC say they are doing a good job.
1: Yeah, we always said, didn't we, that once the sport started um, that people wouldn't talk about it and that seems to me to be what's happened That said, the disease is still there. The virus is still out there and there's still enormous risks because there are still thousands and thousands of people from all over the world, all converging essentially on one city. All the athletes that I've spoken to in the British team said the protocols have been fantastic. Um, And I think Team GB, fingers crossed, are doing a good job of keeping their own bubble safe and secure. They've got their own building in the village. They don't mix with... Other teams, They did have the scare with some of the athletes that got pinged that they had to um, isolate, but they were allowed to continue training and Mark England said that they would still be allowed to go on the field of play. Also, what I've heard from the British team um, is that all the people in Japan have been incredibly nice to them, not just the volunteers, but everyone. They've all been at their little training camps and things and they said the support they've had is fantastic, which is totally different to what we'd heard about opinion polls. And finally, Japan are doing really well and they're winning lots of medals. And, you know, they're winning medals in skateboarding and things like that. And I think, you know, some of those new sports have been terrific to see in week one, really entertaining. And it's always good when a home nation does well at games. That's so important, that little home nation bounce. The fact that the Japanese are winning so many medals will mean, I think, the experience in Tokyo will be better for all involved.
2: It's been great to see Michael for the first time. I haven't seen him in about a week. So uh, look rough, though, Great don't to I? talk. <laughs> I don't like to comment. But well done for what you're doing on the radio at the moment. It's sounding brilliant. You are telling the commercial radio world what is going on in the Olympics. We're super proud of you, as we are all of Team GB. I will look forward to doing a review of the whole Games. Uh, in about 10 days time you can get in touch anytime though at anything but f on twitter or messages if you want a picture of michael looking half asleep uh, anything but com is our website or anything but footy at gmail.com
1: so it's been a terrific start a record-breaking start to the games for team gb can they keep it up and can tokyo keep it up as well still probably more questions than answers Around Tokyo 2020 in 2021, and hopefully, we'll have some of those answers for you on our next edition.
8: Sports Social Podcast Network.